Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Grain and Grounds, a morning podcast that is produced by Secure the Harvest. You can join our community at securetheharvest.locals.com and subscribe on YouTube. So today I want to introduce you to Zachariah, all right, who we meet in Luke 1 verse 5. So let's jump in to that where we can go ahead and read about him. Um, all right. So Zechariah is the father of John the Baptist. And we meet um, Zechariah here in verse five of Luke one. OK, so let's read real quick. Um, when Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah and his wife, Elizabeth, was also from the priestly line of Aaron. This meant they were Levites, okay? Um, Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him, but the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic beverages. Um, He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence, that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. 
When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. Wow, I love it. So Zechariah teaches us something important, okay? Sometimes God will tell us things that seem illogical or or even silly, okay? But um, I think we have to remember is that Zechariah and his wife, Elizabeth, who, by the way, was um, a relative of Mary, who is the mother of Jesus, okay? So this means that John and Jesus were probably cousins of some of some sort, either, you know, probably distant cousins. Um, but Zechariah and Elizabeth were an older couple, okay? And they were unable to have a child until this angel came and told Zechariah, hey, you know, you're gonna have a, a son and you, you need to name him John. Um, so Zechariah was a Jewish priest, right? And he was from the line of Aaron. And so was Elizabeth, which means um, they were Levites, okay? And I know that this seems illogical that Zechariah and Elizabeth would have a child this late in life. Um, not only that, but that their child would be great in the eyes of the Lord, that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he left the womb. And as we'll read later, there is a purpose for this, okay? So due to Zechariah's unbelief, God takes his voice. And we see this um, a few other times in the Old Testament, notably uh, Daniel 10, 15, where a similar thing happens with angel Gabriel. And we're going to move now. I'm going to show you verse 57, um, where, um, where the story of John's birth begins. So let's read that real quick, okay? When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What? They exclaimed, there is no one in all of your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. Now remember, sidebar here, they're gesturing to him or maybe using some kind of sign language, right? As, as we would say today, to um, ask him, you know, what the baby's name's supposed to be, because remember, he can't speak. And it's also, there's also a note um, that some commentators will make that, you know, since he was older in, in years, he might have also a hearing problem. So this is kind of, um, keep that in mind as we're reading this, okay? Um, he motioned for a writing tablet. And to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. So right there, Angel Gabriel, what Angel Gabriel came and said, um, you know, is true, is uh, he gave Zechariah his voice back, or God gave Zechariah his voice back, um, because he did what God asked him to do, which was name this child um, John. So verse 65, all fell upon the whole neighborhood and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on 
these events and asked, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. And um, that is just, that's how God works. And it's like I was saying yesterday, just stay on the road, okay? Because each pebble that you're putting down will one day lead to a, a solid path, right? And so it's here that Zechariah gets his voice back. This teaches us that, you know, the best and most precious moments from God happen when we obey and fulfill what God has asked us to do. God wants us to have a positive relationship with obedience. Obedience with God isn't a demanding roar of work, okay? Obedience with God is I'm taking you through something because it's the best way to get where you want to go, all right? And God knows this, okay? Um, I want you to think about think about your job, okay? Most of us take entry-level positions after some kind of schooling, all right? The, the goal is to work our way up to being something more, maybe a manager, own, own the franchise, or be the CEO. And in order to get to that position, you often have to put in a lot of work. You have to learn the company, learn the job, meet people, lead projects, make significant impacts to your company in order to be promoted, right? Um, and most companies have like a standard roadmap, you know, for how one goes from, you know, say the mailroom to the boardroom. But every now and then, every now and then, an opportunity will come up where the roadmap gets thrown out the window, okay? The person who can navigate off the main roads keep the wheels turning and make it back to base without a scratch gets a chance to, to skip some steps. All right. And God wants to do this with you. He doesn't want you to use the standardized roadmap. Okay. He wants you to know the back roads and sometimes he'll take you through areas of town that you wouldn't go to if he didn't have your back. So I want you to trust him. I want, him to, I want you to trust him in every area of life because when you get back to the part of town you recognize, it may not look the same, all right? It may look very different. And you may start to see people or places or things for who and what they are, good or bad, good or bad. And you may notice that your own shutters could use a fresh coat of paint. You know what? You may decide that you just want to put the whole house up for sale. God takes us through some rough terrain, but it's only for your good. It's only so he can remove his hands from our eyes and reveal a life, a purpose, a gift. The things we desire, sometimes we don't even know it. I encourage you to trust God, even when it doesn't make sense, even when logic tells you, nah, it's impossible. No, stuff like this doesn't happen to me. I'm not good enough. Keep your seatbelt on, okay? Don't take your foot off the gas. Stay alert because the road will end. And if you just keep driving, God will provide a different view, okay? I'm Lindsay, and this is Secure the Harvest. Join us tomorrow. I'm going to be here telling you about an investigator that had a very special mission. So I pray God blesses you today. It gives you peace. Have a good one.